Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <laughs> I watched an extra episode for this lot. Did you? Did you watch the one before? I oh, that's three oh nine seven. Oh, did you? Uh, is that was that? Oh, we'll talk about it when we get to it because there, there yeah, let's get into it. Obviously, wanted to talk about what we missed. Uh, but yeah, we'll. Uh, did we start off with the news as well, quickly? You're the host of sorts. You kick us okay. off with what we're listening to, all the social media stuff, and your news. Okay, I'll do that then. So, welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast. I am your host of sorts, JK. We've got Tim. Hello. Say, say hello, Tim. There we go. And uh, then we've got Adam as well. All right. All right. Uh, you can follow us on. <laughs> you always say all right. That's always your. That's your. Like, <laughs> it's just the way you like perfectly parroted it. The way you said it. Like. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So you can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram at WatchNeighbor. You can also subscribe to our Patreon, where for £3 a month, plus VAT, you will get exclusive access to our chats pre, post, post podcast. Sometimes, po, po, stuff po, po. I, sometimes stuff I have to edit out the middle. Sometimes when I mess up and then Tim corrects me on it. Uh, and sometimes Tim just shouts expletives, which aren't, which go so far beyond appropriate, they have to be edited out. But for three pound a month, you can get all that completely unedited. <laughs> Fucking sold it to everyone there, aren't you? I am. We have some great conversations. Uh, we've just what had a great today's? conversation about uh, ChipPTs and what constitutes a ChipPT. So if you think you've been interested in listening to that conversation, just three pound, the cost of a ChipPT. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore it's not <laughs> that might just about get you some salt and pepper chips uh, so on this podcast we do talk about neighbours though uh, not just chippy teas uh, we talk about neighbours and specifically neighbours episodes 3099 to episodes 3103 which we have been watching well me and Adam have been watching and we're going to explain what happened to Tim and what's Tim going to do with that information? Uh, probably shout expletives again, if we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, some of the storylines warrant that. Uh, but before we get I'm into excited. that, I'm going to give you some very, very exciting news. So uh, we only podcasted the other day. This is, a, you know, this is only a couple of days later after the next podcast, after the last podcast, sorry. Uh, and so I was doing all the social media stuff, letting out, letting all our fans know that you know the, the episode is live, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I logged into Instagram because you, you know I'm not a massive fan of Instagram. Maybe Why not? You, you, you can't tweet on it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it, Twitter is much better for tweeting than Instagram, uh, as we've discussed before. So I went on Instagram and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll let our followers on there. We don't have as much of following Instagram as we do on, on Twitter. And then I was like, oh, I've got a message. And I was like, oh, is this another sponsorship deal maybe? Uh, you know, we've been contacted in the past through potential sponsorship details. But no, I got a message off a gentleman called Jason Cruz. Now, if you don't watch the credits on Neighbours. It's Tom's brother. Not, not, no, not, not Tom not Cruise's brother. It's not Tom Cruise. Oh, sorry. Got confused. Not Tom Cruise. No, it is uh, Jason Cruz, uh, who plays Nick Atkin on the show. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Is he fucking fuming? <laughs> no, he was very, very nice. He he reached out to us. Uh, he said he's loving the podcast, and and um, we're in discussions right now for him to come on and have a little chat with us about Nick. Because finally, and he's at Nick's actually got a storyline going on right now, so it seems uh it seems pretty good timing, really. Because ever since Nick's come on the show, he's not had a storyline at all. He's just been there. Uh, for the for the first couple of months, he was just Toadie's mate, just hanging around with Toadie, uh, and then they alluded to the fact that he wasn't doing anything and didn't have a job, 
Uh, and he got a job at the high school, didn't he? At Erinsborough High, uh, where he's been the victim of some pranks, shall we say. But now he's got his probably first serious storyline here uh, because, well, we'll take it back a little second. Uh, so Mickey and Paul... Uh, still working at the coffee shop, paying off their debt from uh, the ball. If you remember that, Tim, where Mickey Mickey uh, decided he was going to order 30 pizzas to the ball. Yep. Uh, and Mickey has been nicking stuff from the coffee shop ever since, since he's been working there. <laughs> stuff in his bag. But in one of the episodes that we've missed, Adam, you might have seen this because, you've again, you've done some extra homework and seen a couple of episodes. Teacher's uh, pet geek. He shoved some... I deal with it. You shove some uh, merchandise into Paul's bag, and it fell yeah, out of Paul's I mean, bag in front of Imagine Harold. He's been nicking. He's been yeah. nicking those little, little bits like flapjacks and stuff like that, with the idea that he was going to sell them on at school and make a tidy little profit for himself. Pretty good um, business idea, to be honest with there's you. A, there's a hundred percent profit on that, isn't there? Really, if you steal well, exactly. it and then sell it on, uh, probably um, a crazy price. Because I remember our school everything's very expensive like stuff for like that you'd ordinarily get for five like five p sweets were 50p at our school if i remember right it was an absolute <laughs> mistake and then i'm sure at our school at one point we used to when on a it's the weather has obviously become really nice in the uk at the moment which is great um i remember it, it being ice pop central when it got to the summer in our high school it was like, how many ice pops can I get for a quid? And the answer was probably about 100 of them. You get hundreds <laughs> of ice pops. But then, if you if you made it, you'd sell them on to your mate or something. Um, my favourite flavour was always blue. Um, a little insight into to my ice I was pop, always more uh, dark then. red. You were a dark red man? Okay, Tim, favourite ice pop colour? They're not flavours, just... the colours. Yeah, just anything though, anything anything um but yeah so mickey was nicking bits from the coffee shop and he, he was in um paul's bag they didn't see him putting it into paul's bag because then he would have known he was nicking it um but they thought it was in paul all the stuff was in paul's bag they found it in paul's bag and thought paul was the thief and mickey was like yeah yeah he's a proper scoundrel watch him he's, he's thieving all your shit <laughs> He, he proper dropped his mate in it again, which we know we know Mickey now is a, a bit of a rogue. He is that kind of character, isn't he? Mm, definitely. Uh, so, uh, Paul is imploring Mickey to own up to the truth. And, and Mickey, Mickey's like, no way, mate, I'm not doing it. Uh, and then tensions absolutely boil over and they start an actual fist fight. Like, actual punches are thrown. Mickey throws a punch. Uh, Paul does the... He, Paul takes it and then does he throw a punch back? I can't remember. I just kind of get him in a headlock. It's one of them where they grab hold of each other and wrestle each other to the floor, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and they're yes, and everyone crowds round as you do. Fight, fight, fight. Classic. Yeah. Someone's filming it. It's on World Star. You know, it's. I don't think World Star was a thing then. I don't think filming things was. It was 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was quickly sketching it at the side. <laughs> uh, so who comes to break up this fight? But Nick Atkin. Uh, but I, I want to get your, your thoughts on this moment, Adam. Uh, so he breaks them up uh, by grabbing Mickey and th throwing him into the uh, into the lockers. Then uh, wow. Mickey instantly goes down, tries <coughs> to get back up, goes down again. We're all thinking, ah, oh, what's the hell? What the hell is wrong with him? And he's like, I broke my ankle. Uh, yeah. And then, and then Carl's down there like a flash. I don't know. I don't know how quick Carl got down there, but he like literally, he literally cuts the next scene, and Carl's there going, "Yep, it's fucking broken." <laughs> Do you know what he does? He was, in, he was in one of the lockers the whole time. <laughs> Do you know what he does, right? So he's got Mickey sat down with his ankle out, and he went, "Oh, is it broken?" He went. Let me see. Twist it. It went, does that hurt? He's like, ah, he's absolutely <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking broken then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So he does do that. That was funny. What's in some sort of Kurt Angle ankle lock? The bump that Mickey took was ridiculous, though. It was yeah. like, obviously, in, in sports and football, at the, and the, you can accuse people of diving and, and feigning injury and stuff like that. Like, Nick 
pulls him, pull, uh, Mickey's like giving it Paul on, on top, whatever. He pulls him off. And then Mickey absolutely, it's like he's in the Matrix or something. <laughs> and he's on some sort, he's doing some sort of Japanese wire work kung fu as he flies <laughs> back into these lockers. Somehow hurts his ankle off the back. Of I, know, that. Like, I thought at first he'd screamed, I broke my back. Back or a concussion with his head banging against it. But no, it was ankle, which I was going to say, bullshit, he's lying straight away. But as you rightly said, Carl comes down, confirmed straight away, broken ankle. Um, yeah, because I, yeah, I thought that was the way he was going to go. He was going to just, like, he's just feigning an injury. I thought that's where the storyline was going to go. But no, he actually broke his ankle. And I'm not sure how. I'm really not sure how. So, uh, you, you think it was Mickey then? Just just play acting, just like really I think being he took dramatic? it too far. Yeah, he took he, he took, took uh, the bump a little bit too much, and um, yeah, because I feel like Nick would have to do that. He just kind of peeled him off, didn't he? So yeah, but then what was he supposed like, to do? Well, well, they do a they do a thing later on, right? So he's in Nick's in the office with Susan. And she's like, right, have a think back. What did you do? And they do a little flashback, which they'd never done in Neighbours before, I don't think. They do this little slow-mo. Like they, they, they show Nick kind of like looking up in the different direction, like trying to recall what he did. And they slow like a sh- show like a slow-motion replay of it. <laughs> and he's like, think, oh, maybe he did. Uh, and they left it a little bit ambiguous. as like, oh, maybe he did use a little bit too much force. He's not quite sure. That's what I got from it. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but they do a little slow motion thing, and uh, yeah, they've never done that in neighbors before. They've never done flashbacks. Uh, maybe it is going to go down a lost route. Who knows? With these... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so Susan has to uh, arrange some interviews and investigate what has happened. So she investigates Mickey, who's just like, yeah, he's got, he's already always had it in for me. Uh, he investigates Paul, who's just like, no, nah, it was just a fight and he broke it off. Uh, he investigates the teach. He investigates the teacher that Nick is is or is not having it off with. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, just good friends at the minute, I think. Just good friends at the moment. Uh, and she's are like, they good neighbours as well? <laughs> uh, and then a couple of other witnesses who were just in the background. They all say it was fine. He did what he had to do. What, yeah. What's the problem, didn't they? But, they all say that. But Mickey's mum is not happy with this and and files police charges against him. And I know what you're thinking, Tim. You're thinking, oh, this could be another long storyline here. <laughs> no, <laughs> you I'm know, not. This could be I'm court cases. Not. Nick could end up in jail. Uh, I'm already thinking bullshit. I'd like, maybe one of you can answer this better than I could. It's not just common sense to me. This seems like the police would actually go and ask the people at the school and the school would be like, nah, it, there was nothing. Oh no, they, the skipped, they, they skipped the school completely. And went yeah, straight but they, no, no she, she speaks to Susan and then Susan says, like Susan said, she's interviewed him and as far as she thinks, it's kind of, it's sorted. So that's why they go to the police because Susan said, well, I've done my little investigation and I've found nothing mm-hmm. untoward. So his mum says, right, well, if you're not going to do anything and sort this out and fire him, then I'm going to take it to the police. That's the police would just go to Susan and you just go in a different way around to the same solution. No, yeah, you straight would. round, straight round to Nick's house. Straight well, away. That, I thought that was all a bit weird. like how it was 25 to life. Like Susan was having meetings with Nick at his house and in the coffee shop again, things like that. These are these are meetings that you'd think would take in an office in school with, with a union like, representative present, union governors. <laughs> um, yeah, that is not exactly how these things go. What does happen is, I, I, I think, um, these things can go on and on and on and on for a very long time, and also. Tim, I, I, I get what you're saying there. Well, surely they'd just like ask somebody, they tell you the truth and then it would be sorted and it would only be a standard eight minutes neighbour storyline. In actual real life, Tim, that is not the case. You would think <laughs> that would happen. You would think someone would just say, oh, was, was he a bit of a cunt? Oh, nah, he's all <laughs> right, really. And it would get sorted very, very quickly. However, no. Uh, I mean, I what do I know? 
I've heard cases like this, not even as much as this, last eight eight months, and <laughs> the union the union representatives themselves say this is the most ridiculous case they have ever seen, and this would never happen, not even in a soap opera. So they. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is, what, is that happened to someone you know, Adam? A friend of a friend. <laughs> a friend of a friend. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I've had loads happen to friends of friends as well before now, honestly. Um, so, yeah, the police get involved. Again, uh, weren't interested when Libby was getting run over and attempted <laughs> murder. Not interested, but some teacher's been potentially a little bit rough with the kid straight round. Straight round first thing in the morning. Well, Nick's not even out of the shower yet. And they're like, and they're knocking on the door. Like, they would, it was almost the morning grade. Like, they almost... <laughs> I can I imagine in the background there was someone with one of those big kind of... To, to bash open the door, just in case. Well, I thought it was... Like, it's obviously a serious thing if the police have turned up and Nick, you're right, is in his dressing gown or whatever. And he says, jokingly, he says, do you mind if I get changed first? And then the policeman cracks up with him and goes, yeah, I think you'd better... You've assaulted a child. He's he's seriously injured. He might never walk again. He's also bring the soap with you because that won't go down well. Put some pants on, please. (laughs) Uh, So the police get involved. Uh, So he gets arrested and uh, gets interviewed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So you're thinking, how's this storyline going to resolve now? Surely a massive court case. Surely, well, I told you, uh, eight months. It takes at least eight months yeah. to sort something like this out. No, well, the thing is, maybe what happened to your friend and friend is that he didn't have Madge Bishop there because she sorted it out Correct. in an absolute jiffy. She was fucking so, brilliant. She was a lot of the time. Was... I think Madge is a bit of a, a know it all, but she, she was fucking brilliant with it. She didn't take anybody's shit, she was calling everybody out on everything, but not in an arsehole way, in a very like I own the coffee shop, I'll say what I want kind of way. Yeah, in a very matter of I fact. She was way. brilliant. She was. She was. She was the most match I've ever seen uh, in this. She was. She was classic match. Uh, she completely owned the mom as well, uh, Mickey's mom, because she, she was a bit of a. She was a bit. She was a bit like the the mom from the other week, with the coffee and the and the refill coffee. She was a bit like that. Uh, but maybe Madge has seen, learned from those experiences. Have you seen This Is Forty? Uh, no, is With that the Paul, Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Thing. I mean, first of all, shit, how have you not seen that film? Knock-up spin-off. Really good film. But the, is it Melissa McCarthy scene where she's just this That's nightmare? why I've not seen that film, because she's a fucking knobhead. I hate <laughs> Melissa McCarthy with absolute passion. That, that, that's the reason. She, she has she has one scene in... I. Honestly, I'm almost entirely with you on that. But she has one scene in this film where she's a dickhead, mother of a dickhead, and they have a meeting at school, and she's absolutely amazing. And that that's that's kind of how I'm picturing this this absolute nightmare bitch of, of a mother. Yeah, but Madge puts her in a place very, very quickly, puts Mickey in his place very, very quickly. Uh, and yeah, it gets it all sorted out. Uh, Mickey... She's Madge works on the mum and turns the mum round to get Mickey to admit that he's done wrong. And well, the mum's like, Well, I'm gonna take Mickey out of school then. And Mickey's like, No, 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 don't take him out of my school. All my mates are there. And I'm like, Your mates aren't there. Your only mate was Paul, who you were fighting with yesterday. But he's but because the, the threat of, of getting taken out of Aaron's Baha'i is too much, and he mixed it all, he mixed to the stealing, he mixed to that Nick wasn't overly rough with him, and then there you go, it's just all sorted. Like that in the space of about two episodes. Uh, so Susan comes around and gives Nick the good news, and he's back at work now. So that was his story. Has he actually line. gone back yet, though? He hasn't gone back think yet, so, has he? No, I don't think so. I think that'll be in the next lot of episodes because it might be a little bit icy. It might be a bit icy between him and Mickey, maybe. Uh, that's it. So what we think is ever coming back. What are we thinking was the the benefit of doing that then? Are we are we are we getting a Nick push and that that scene was actually meant to make him look kind of competent a bit? 
I'm it gave sure. him something to do for once, and it, <laughs> it was a little bit. It was a drama kind. Of, it, like as I say, it could have easily lasted a bit longer to finish it as quickly as they did. As they did, seemed a bit mental, really. I mean, I know it's very neighbours, but I thought it was going to go on a bit longer than that. Um, maybe they'll do something with me. Okay, prediction. Maybe him and Mickey. Maybe he could end up being a bit of a a good teacher to Mickey, a bit of a role model, a bit of an older brother, teachery kind of figure now. And he shows Mickey's the error of his ways. And maybe they have a little bit of a a bonding session over it, maybe. I don't know. Then he'll get suspended again. You're not allowed to do that. So <laughs> well I don't know. I don't know if I should drop it. I don't know if this is a it probably is a spoiler. I don't know if I should drop this right now. But I am going to, don't worry. Uh, I told you <laughs> by the way. As I was making a, a, a gesture, I completely dropped my pen. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to pick up my pen. Uh, so in, when Jason Cruz messaged me, uh, he did mention that his run is coming to an end very soon in Neighbours. So, well, that might be another forty episodes. That might be a. That might be. Do you know what I mean? Like how how short's the a run? Do you know what I mean? Know, well, he seems to be an avid listener. Um, Hello, Jason. If you are listening, he uh, seems. But from what from the episode that he messaged me from, he uh, he said that yeah, that it's coming up pretty quick. So, do you think maybe he thinks it's not for him then, like being a teacher, or he maybe maybe this, happens? He has to leave town. He could do, yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem too good. I don't think it is good. as rosy as it seems right now. You know, he's you know his name has been cleared. He's back at work. Or he's about to come back to work. You know, he's got the full backing of Susan. Rosie's all that seems right now. I think there's a sting in the tail there, maybe. Not necessarily. He might move on to Pastures New. Someone might give him a new job for being such a good teacher or something. He might get... Ben might give him a call from wherever he went to live with Jeff. I don't know why. True. Well, we do get a mention of Ben in these episodes as well, by the way. Uh, apparently, Ben was a... Ha- was half and half with Lou in the garage, which has yeah. never been a thing before. Uh, but yeah. apparently uh, apparently Ben is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sell my half to Lou. Uh, they both were on the garage. Was it? I thought it was just Lou's garage and Ben was the guy who worked for him. And then he bought Drew. Not bought Drew. He, he, he hired Drew. <laughs> <laughs> if you can buy a Drew Kirk, I want to know where you're getting from. <laughs> uh, oh, quickly speaking about Drew Kirk and what we missed, and uh, Adam, you might have seen this episode if you were doing some extracurricular. Drew and Libby went on a on a date. They went kayaking. Did you see that one? Didn't Adam? see that episode. No, oh. I heard they, they were going on it. They were going kayaking. Libby was a bit nervous because she thought they were going to be in the same kayak, but Drew said, "No, no, actually, you get your own kayak." She said, I'll, "I'm a bit scared of my own kayak." He said, "I'll get a double kayak." Don't know what happened with the kayak though. The word kayak has no meaning anymore. <laughs> <laughs> did they say kayak that many times? Yeah, so they did go on a little kayaking trip. Uh, and Drew taught Libby how to like kayak. like when you capsize a kayak, yeah. Kayak. <laughs> <laughs> he taught her what to do when she uh cap- is it capsized? Is that when you go under in the water? Uh, and he showed her how to do to do that and how to deal with that. And she was very grateful. And they have like a bit of an embrace. And then they're like, oh, something's happening. But, Lib- but Libby, friend zones Drew. She's like, I'm not ready for anything yet. You're a really great guy, but I'm really not looking for anything right now. And Drew looks a little bit crestfallen for a minute. And he says, I'll have to return the ring then. And Libby goes, what? And he goes, ah, I'm only joking. Ah. Drew, ah, your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I imagine, just... was, I imagine he was crestfallen until he remembered that he's Drew Kirk and can have mm. any girl he wants. Not ass, mate. See you later. Um, no, like, they go yeah. to the little Tommy Tuckers though, don't they? In one of the other episodes, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, they, they go to the little Tommy Tuckers because they're there to see. And what we can get, we can move on to this later. They they specifically go around to see. Tuba Electronica. Which, you're wondering, what is Tuba Electronica, Tim? It is the name for the Harold Bishop and Weird Kid Paul 
musical collaboration, which is a tuba and electric guitar. I, I was I was going to say I, I'm picturing Harold as a robot. So. No, he'd be have very nice white tuxedos for the event. There's no expense spared at all. They proper yeah. go for it. Um, and a few people turn up to watch, don't they? I think. Little Tommy Tucker yeah. is still doing a roaring trade, by the way. It is. It's a massive success, much to lose chagrin. But uh, but that's when they mentioned the Ben thing as well, because he's like, oh, well, you know, if you're buying out half of Ben's business, then you'll be all right for the tax year. If you get it sorted by the end of the week, you'll be absolutely fine. He's like, oh, he's like, oh thank fuck, because Tommy Tucker is doing really well, and I don't want it to. <laughs> Because he, that's why he puts Harold and Paul on, because he's like, oh, that'll get people out. He's, he's purposely yeah, putting the worst people on possible. But they end up looking... Yeah, this other guy who's, like, blowing some reeds. He's got, like, literally... He gets, like, like, food thrown at him and everything. Yeah, he, he gets absolutely pelted with whatever... What food did they sell at Little Tommy Tucker's? Do we know? Like really shit kids' food. Like, really... Like, if you ever ate in, like, a kids' playgroup kind of thing... No, and I think it'd be weird if I if I asked to be honest. No, but if you ever, you know ever took a oh, seven happy meals, please, I'll sit with you lot. Well, yeah, weird. it's very much like it's very much like turkey twizzlers and uh, okay. chicken chicken goujons with oven cooked chips, kind of fair. I like a goujon. Yeah, yeah, I had some goujons well, on the wrap like, a couple of days you might, ago. You might like little Tommy Tuckers then. I like just saying Goujon almost as much as I like saying kayak 12 times. <laughs> Goujon is just a push, posh nugget though, isn't it? 100%. You're a posh nugget. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how much Goujons are at the at the chippy. They're probably a lot if they're Goujons. I reckon you're paying at least 450 for a portion of chicken Goujons. Again, doesn't constitute a chippy tea for me, some chicken Goujons. <laughs> Not chippy tea, that. Again, if you want to listen to our GPT conversation from earlier, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch. Uh, so, yeah, the next storyline I want to talk about is Sarah, Sarah Beaumont. Uh, she is so desperate to get away from Carl, she runs away. In a tip, like every soap has a, a child running away storyline. But in this soap, it's a full-grown adult just running away. Literally packs a bag, says goodbye to the dog, and gets off. She's just run away. Uh, but not very far, because Toadie finds her. Like She's literally just gone down the road, and she's sat on the corner looking lost. Well, no, she's gone and lived. She's gone and decided to go live in a caravan, like what on the dog? coast. Where Where's this come from? Like, this sounds the most random, stupid... What... She's this is happening. the most random thing you've heard on this podcast, Tim. This. <laughs> 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 yeah, she's just decided to get off. She can't face working with Carl. Well, she goes to a couple of job interviews and keeps on getting rejected. There's a bit of a run, there is a little bit of a running joke where everyone goes, "You're really pretty. You ever, do you ever want to be a model?" That's and every time, she, every time you can see her just die a little bit inside. Uh, yeah, it annoyed me a little bit on this job search because she went to this temp agency and was like, they, they said, oh, we'll put you on the books. And then, then she wasn't happy about being on the books or something. It was real, it was really shit how they did it. Like she, the woman said, we'll put you on the books, but you probably, but you are a bit shit. <laughs> That's pretty much what she said to her. And then yeah. she says, but you are really pretty. Um, but oh, it's like, we'll put, but if you're on the books, you're on the books. Like, you can't be on the... Like, you would have said, I'm not putting you on the books, you're shit. You don't go, you can have the job. You are shit, though. Like, you wouldn't... I don't, I don't come to work, and we're not going to yeah. pay you. We're not, like... You, not you can, yeah, well, no, we are going to pay you, but you are going to be shit at your job. Like, you know that, I know that. <laughs> um, but that, but I, I was... She started doing me, I did, Sarah... She's the saddest sack I've ever seen in my life. She's just <laughs> constantly fucking, fuck off. She's so fucking miserable. Like, I'm not sure what her fucking problem is. <clears throat> She's so annoying, you can't even get through the sentence. She's so fucking, oh, fuck off. <laughs> she started doing me, I did Like, and I'm not surprised people, like, she is pretty. Crack a smile and you'd be a little bit prettier, though. It's just, it's just constant <laughs> misery. <laughs> 
constant misery. Like Nick is in the same house. He's having a right fucking shit show of it. He hasn't even had a good storyline. He's been on the show for about six months. She still making jokes just, though, isn't he? Still cracking your joke. She yeah. is just sloping around. Yeah, she she goes lived in a caravan. She just decides she's gonna go live in a caravan and she gets shown around by the sleaziest guy. Like everybody in this caravan site is eyeing her up. And he's, she's getting shown around by this caravan site owner. He's like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you don't kill anyone, I'm not bothered. It's, it's the most dangerous place a woman could be, I think. She's got no money. Toady lends her $70, which is 35 quid. I don't know how she's expecting to live off 35 quid in 1999. Uh yeah, I don't, I don't get it. You, it's, it's like a kid who's run away, but it's in the end of the street, and then he's just sat at the end of the street crying. It's, uh, it, it's pretty poor writing. Uh, but is this it's just start, really know? seriously just come out of nowhere? It, it's almost like she, she meant to leave a note saying, "I'm gone forever," and she's expecting that Carl to call her and say, "No, you come back. I'll be with you." But she forgot to leave the note. Well, she did leave a note to Toadie. And yeah, that's just Toadie. Like, no one else she lived with. Yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not going to work anyway. What? She's just She'll being... Be uh, I, I'm completely with you. I, not with, I'm not with all the, se- the sexist shit. I feel bad for her there. But, the, yeah, she's just being whiny. And it's, she's not even doing it to anyone who could pity her in any way. Mm. And Ka- like, and and Carl's trying to be as reasonable as possible here. Carl's really just trying to act normal and just be Carl and just not. He, he's not doing anything out, you know, wrong here. He's not being horrible to her. He's not making her feel awkward. She's bringing this all on herself. She just wants it now. She wants the misery and the drama of the whole thing. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I think before Carl, I think what spurred the Carl thing on was that she was in a bad relationship with someone else and she was crying about Carl to that. And then that's how the kiss happened because they were having a cry. To Carl about that. And then she just, yeah, gave him a little kiss. Uh, So, yeah, she's definitely one of those girls who's addicted to the drama. But is this going to spur her on to come back and go, right, I'm going to confront this. I'm going to make Carl mine. Well, she says, like, the reason, like, she she goes anyway is because she's going, oh, she's looking for the new job and she's going, oh, I can't work with Carl anymore. I can't work with, I need to move out of that job. I can't work with him. And then she, it's like she hadn't thought about it. And then Toadie says to her, you live next door. Like, <laughs> she doesn't, like, she's like, as long as I'm not working with him, that's going to get help me get over it. And he says, you live next door to him. And it's like she, the penny drops and she goes, oh, fuck, I do. Oh, oh yeah. I'm well, yeah, just gonna I wonder why I saw him on the same street as me. And that's why she runs away. That's why she does one. Um, she'll be back next week. We'll be talking um, about this and uh, her big return, I imagine. Um, Carl might go and get her. He might find her at the caravan park. I don't know. Sorry, the Tim. more neighbours thing to happen, I reckon, is what we're talking about in the next podcast is, so she's back and they've not referenced it at all. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. She's just, yeah. she's just there, and it's like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good prediction, indeed. Uh, and that's really all we need to say about the Sarah story, because that's all that literally happens. She runs away. So we've not had a payoff for it yet, so that's something to look forward to. Mm, uh, is it? Maybe. Maybe. I'll be optimistic on this occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking of optimism... <laughs> Can I just have a clip of that sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of optimism, uh, Harold and Madge have bought a, a plot of land so they can grow their own ingredients for the cafe. Apparently, it was Madge's granddad's, uh, Jack Ramsey. It was his land. Uh, so they bought that so they can plant their own veggies and uh, they, they go to the, to, to, to the lot and planning where they're going to put stuff and Lou comes along for the ride as well and Lou is in top Lou form in these episodes why amazing Lou form uh because I don't know if you know this Tim but the Lou Madge Harold thing like when Lou first got introduced he was an ex-boyfriend of Madge's but like from high school yeah 
Uh, apparently, Harold loved Madge in high school, but she ditched him for Lou. Uh, so they all go don't, back a long way. Don't they end up together in some capacity later on? Do they? What? No, I don't I know. know. I, I'm I'm remembering a connection there, and it wasn't just a high school thing. So I'm I'm thinking way back in the day when I was but a baba so, yeah. watching this. So, so Lou and Harold were the love rivals way back in the day. Mm. So Lou, so Lou is like he's along at this lot going. Oh, I remember this lot. This is where me and Madge did it, and he's just doing <laughs> it right to Harold's face. He's like, oh, I remember you're standing on a patch right now where me and Madge first kissed. Oh, we had a little good little roll around over there. Absolutely winding Harold up, right? Why is he there? That's just why. To do that? He's come just for that reason. Harold. Madge told him, "Oh, we've got we've bought an old lot near where the Orange Grove was, or something." And he says, "Oh, is that where we went on that date that time?" And she says, "Yeah, you can come and have a look if you want." Like memory lane. And then he thinks, "Right, I'll have a bit so of this." Mean. So he, he's just or it's horrible what he's doing. It's funny because it's Lou. But it's just horrible what he's doing. But Harold, Harold has, the last, has the last laugh with it, doesn't he? Because Harold stops off and he's like, Lou's like, oh, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to find a patch you haven't rolled around in. And he starts digging and he finds a load of money that has been stashed from, I imagine, some sort of drug deal back in the day, maybe. Who knows? Uh, Some are definitely dodgy. You don't bury money well, for think- good reasons. Yeah. Uh, Madge's granddad was apparently he was also called Black Jack Ramsey and he was a bit of a gambler uh, uh, in his day yeah, so they think, think it might be like a, a big win a gambling a load of gambling money that he won and he hid it in his in his allotment um so that's and he's found it and it's 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 filled it's filled with old Australian pounds um and Harold um is hoping like he says there's 500 old Australian pounds here and he's hoping, well, if that's a if that's a dollar each, that's five hundred dollars. Turns out it's double the amount in today's money, which is pretty good for them. Hmm. Yeah. So at first, when they get this confirmed that that they can cash this money, so to speak, and put it in their bank, they're like, oh, hey, let's buy a new, let's go on holiday. Like they're, they're spending this money. Like, oh, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And at first, to me, it was like Harold would not do that. Harold would absolutely just give this money to charity. But he's getting proper carried away with it as well. It's like, oh, yeah, we can buy this. We can buy that. We'll have a great time with it. And then, like, two episodes later, they go, oh, actually, should we just give the money to charity? It was a really weird kind of turn of it because, you, you know, it's, it's like it's like one of the writers went, do you know what? Harold wouldn't do that, so let's wreck on this very quickly. Because I instantly, like, if Harold found money, his character would instantly go, right, okay, let's give this to the Salvation Army. He, was, what, he wanted to get Madge a holiday, though, because she deserved one or something. That's why he was I saying. mean, let's not forget, three weeks ago, Madge was blind. Uh, let's not forget that. Uh, that was literally about three weeks ago as well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they decide that they're just going to split the money half and half to charity of each of their choice. And then the funny bit as well is, so a little bit, Lou's absolutely fuming about this. So then, late later on, when they're he's not there, he's got a metal. Lou's got a metal detector, and he's, dig- <laughs> and he's digging holes all over this. Oh, Loads yeah. of he them. even gets and- Phil just to see if he's got any legal claims in the money. He goes over to Phil's house. He's like, Harold has filed some money. Do I have any legal rights to claim yeah. it? Because I was stood next to him. That's <laughs> yeah. what he says. Some of that's <laughs> mine because I was stood next to him when he found Phil's it. Like, no, you've not got a fucking leg to stand on there, mate. But he goes digging for more and, and, and then Madge and Harold catch him and uh, it's much hilarity. It's good for him. It was. It was, good, it was the good little comedy going out through throughout these episodes, which was nice. Well, you uh, need it when you think of the other storyline that's going on at the moment, which I know, we the big to last time. The, 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 the big story, the big heavy storyline coming out of this is Ruth, uh, who is facing a cancer scare. Uh, so... Adam, just quickly, in the extra episode you watched, like 3097 or whatever it was, uh, was there, what happened with this this holistic doctor? Nothing, he's not in the episode. He's just not in the episode again. He wasn't That's there. It. He's just gone now. Brilliant. He wasn't there. Carl uh, was back from his gypsy holiday, um, and the other doctor wasn't there anymore. <laughs> 
No wow. mention of him. No Not even, oh, Harold didn't even say, oh, there was, the other guy was here when you weren't here. He was a nice guy. We both like herbal tea. No mention of him. <laughs> no mention of him. So, yeah. so, so Ruth gets the, uh, was it a scan? Did she have a scan? Was it a... Gets the mammogram. The mammogram, that's it, yeah. So she gets that back, and it is confirmed that there is a lump there, but they don't know what it is yet. They said it could be a cyst. Uh, so they need to go and send her off for more specialist tests to, to figure out what this lump is, um, which obviously freaks Ruth out a little bit. And she has a bit of a meltdown with Phil. And she's like, we should call off the wedding. You don't want to marry me uh, if, you, if I'm about to die, which is a fair point because Phil already has two dead wives. Uh, <laughs> he's going for number three now, I think, uh, because Phil is like, no, let's not put off the wedding. Let's move it sooner. Let's get married next week that's what we Did said you, i think yeah i was gonna say someone I predicted said that, that. Week. thank you i predicted that that is would spur on the wedding so they're very they're applying for the marriage license and they're just going to get married in their back garden which to be fair if you've got a nice back garden then why Best not place for it yeah so yeah they're, they're going to get married uh lou was pretty fuming that he's not hosting it anymore because he was expecting that money i think uh, but he's, he's, he, was, he was trying to, he's like, oh, I'll supply you with beer. I'll, I'll get you sandwiches. And he's like, well, no, you don't need to do that. It's fine. Uh, oh, yeah, he's no, not at having, one a, point, having a good financial does, few episodes. <laughs> at one point, he does suggest holding it at little Tommy Tucker's as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I lose a little bit of fuming about that. Uh, so, yeah, we've, I reckon in the next live episodes, we've got a wedding to look forward to, which would be nice. No, I'll we'll probably miss it. It'll be on the episodes in between on, on oh, Daily well, Motion. Spoiler alert, Tim. We're not going to skip any episodes now because I'm too scared of missing something. So <laughs> we're going to go straight into okay, then. episodes. Uh, but yeah, that'd be nice. Our first little neighbor's wedding. Uh, it's nice when we're doing first on this podcast. We've we've had our first goodbyes now with, with people leaving the show. And now we get our first wedding. Uh, there'll be a first all, death at some point I was sure. going to say is the first death coming as well then if if it's Ruth or if it's somebody different who's it going to be who who's, do you think is going to be the first death I don't know that is a good that is a good one to predict actually I'm going to say I'm going to go with an obvious one I'm going to go wake here Paul how's he going to die I don't know just being weird he'll do, he'll he dies in that <laughs> you're fucked just yourself some... You'll <laughs> just do something weird and die from it, I reckon. <laughs> My money's on Lily. Oh yeah, Lily, that's a good one. Lily's she back. Lily, Lily was back this, for a scene in this episode, uh, which which kind of moves us smoothly onto the next storyline, uh, which is it's Anne and Lance's seventeenth birthday. It's both their birthday mm. because they're twins. Uh, Thanks for that. Yeah, just <laughs> them. Uh, they're twins who look nothing alike. It happens. Uh, that can happen. Do it. Uh, so we were talking about uh, the Anne and Lance storyline uh, because they're having their seventeenth birthday parties, uh, but they decided they want separate separate parties. So Anne wants a girly night with uh, the, the girls. girls. Uh, with <laughs> ice cream, yeah. <laughs> 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 with ice cream and some Brad Pitt movies and just like chocolate and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Lance wants a boys' night, proper boys' night. Uh, with, with the boys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Tim, what would what constitutes a boys' night? But you'd start telling him. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, well, if if it was us, we, we'd probably go with poker, some ill-advised friends with terrible stories. Um, probably JK, JK would have too much, much whiskey. That is pretty much how Lance's party went, to be fair. Very uh, because we get to see Pinhead. I don't know if you've... Like, you, you keep the ear to the ground like me, but Pinhead has been a character who's been mentioned a lot as, one, as Billy and Toadie's mate, a guy called Pinhead. And we actually get to see him. Uh, but he is wearing a hat, so we don't actually see if he has got an actual pinhead or not. I thought that as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Pinhead shows up to play poker with Joel. Uh, also, Billy 
Go on, Adam. Go on, Adam. No, yeah. this is going to be the same thing, I think. Yeah, so Billy, or so, shall we say Bill, because that's how he wants to be referred to as, is Bill, uh, decides for the ultimate lads night, he's going to get a porno one as well. So he goes to the video <laughs> shop. And it's so weird. For uh, no he, reason. Like, Lance is very much like, yeah, I just want I just want the lads. We'll get some pizzas in. We'll play some poker. Be pretty good. I won't lad, drink lad, no. Lads. And then Bill goes, I'll get some porn. And everyone's just like... <laughs> No one says no, and nobody says yeah. They just kind of go, right. I do feel like we've been in that situation with just not porn. It was just kind of like I just said, where you get some ill-advised friends together with some dodgy stories. That it's that guy. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't have thought Bill would be the one to do that. Bill is very much, I'll get some porn. Here's a video. <laughs> Yeah, he gets it. And they wheel the telly in as well. They wheel the telly from the front round into the kitchen so they can all watch it together. Now, I I feel like porn is something you watch on your own. Definitely not with your friends. I would not want to watch any pornos with you two. And I'd feel, I'm feel i sure you'd feel exactly the same way about it as well. Even talking about it's making me feel a bit sick. <laughs> Even when you sent us all those um, weight loss pictures the other day. I know that wasn't strictly <laughs> porn, but... <laughs> Even that, I got a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but in, but unfortunately, the video the guy at the video store hasn't given him what was it like naughty nurses or something? Naughty nurses, yeah. Naughty nurses. Uh, in fact, he got Bambi. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I don't know if it was a, a, a it was a mix up or the guy at the video store was like, I'm gonna rip this guy right off. Uh, and give it, so so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the porn spoof of Bambi then. No, it was it was a cartoon or something that they ended up getting by mistake. Yeah, <laughs> probably uh, for the best. Yeah, so the party is kind of winding down by that point because that was going to be the big highlight. Uh, but as this is happening on the girl side, uh, they dare Amy to go over to the boys' party and steal stuff from from Lance. Uh, so, so by the way, this is a, a pajama party way for the girls. So they're all wearing like you know like nice big comfortable pajamas with like like uh, big fluffy slippers and just all really nice comfortable. Like when you're proper having a pajama day and you're just doing you on a Sunday and you just round the couch. Amy, what are you up. doing on your Sundays? <laughs> I don't wear pajamas. I don't have pajamas. I don't wear pajamas. But anyway, that's 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 a different conversation. Fucking hell. Do you want to have that conversation now or never again? <laughs> <laughs> Your face says never again. No, I just don't wear pajamas. I have a dressing gown, but I don't wear pajamas. What the fuck are we talking about? Move on. He's fucking... You are... You are, if you are the, a poor man's Hugh Hefner. You're absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Well, I don't have pajamas, but I do get about in a dressing gown. <laughs> and I always have my house set at 40 degrees. I bet it's not even a dressing gown. I bet it is a silk kimono. <laughs> Smoking jacket. We've spoke, about, I think maybe on here, maybe in the Patreon, about you having baths as well and enjoying <laughs> being in the bath. What's wrong with baths? Baths are very relaxing if you're, and good for your like muscles. A, Tim, come on. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think I think I've 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 said this before that if you, um, it's it's a once in a while I understand it, but if you ever wish to have kids ever as a guy, you really don't want to be toasting those things too often. I got some. Just, so, just so thought. can I assume you two wear pajamas then, and have pajamas? No, what are we I don't about? really. But I have them. Like, I'm, okay. I'll be honest with you. I never sit around on a on a Sunday afternoon, having just got out of a bubble bath in a dressing <laughs> gown. I don't do it. That's not a lie for this reason. Well, maybe you should try it this Sunday before you go I'm back to work. Gonna... Maybe it'll, no. Hey, don't knock it till you've tried it. You got to admit as well when you get home that first feeling when you take your bra off. Oh, it's good. <laughs> and so the point I was making is that everyone's wearing like nice comfy pajamas at this girl's party. Amy shows up in the most revealing lingerie you've ever seen in your life. It's ridiculous. And because she, she thinks that's what you wear to a party. So she gets sent round. Fair play. 
to go steal something from Lance's, but gets caught. So the boys end up taking her back to the girls' party, and then they kind of just merge the parties. Um, which ends... So there's a little bit of a backstory to this as well. So Amy and Lance have, have, have split up, and uh, they're trying to make each other jealous. So Amy's been flirting with Bill loads. I saw this uh, on that extra episode I watched this week. Yeah. This was and then, one of the main things. Yeah, and then Caitlin uh, has been flirting with Lance to make Amy Amy jealous. Caitlin's just been trying to help Lance out. Like she knows he still likes her and that she still likes him, but Amy's not giving Lance much back. So Caitlin says, Well, I'll tell you what, Will, if we pretend we're flirting a little bit, she'll hate that and then she'll come crawling back. Lance doesn't really want to do it, but he says, Okay, let's give it a go. And it's obviously working. So nothing's happened between Caitlin and Lance, but Amy is getting a bit jealous about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it, well, it culminates in some one of the like the the shit friends that are there just to fill out the numbers. So it doesn't look like they've got no these characters have got no other friends outside of the street. That's the only reason oh, we I... see Maria now. <laughs> <laughs> one of those one of the shit friends. There's uh, there's Lance to kiss Caitlin. Uh, so Amy's like slunk like in the corner watching on, and then just storms out and just absolutely bursts into tears. Uh, Bill falls around. She's like, "I still love Lance." Boo hoo hoo! And that's pretty. That's how we end those episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, the plan has clearly worked there. And what are your thoughts on this, Tim? Then are you thinking it's, it's Amy has got a right to be doing that? She pretty much and they both ended it. I think it was quite a mutual thing. And now she's seen him with someone else, and she's all upset and woe is me. And she even says, "I can't believe he'd do that." But there you go. What do you think? What are your thoughts? It's just complicated high school bullshit. Like, it's hard enough breaking up with someone, but then to have to just be part of the same friendship group and see them at school every day. And yeah, I'm just disappointed the episode didn't end in a gangbang. I probably have to cut that. <laughs> probably have to cut that, yeah. Uh... <laughs> And that's the end of the episode and all episodes. <laughs> I didn't you... specify who. It's nothing inappropriate going on. Um, Adam did say on episode one, Tim is here for the sleaze. And, <laughs> Tim, you know, we're on episode, what, 16 now? And you still like the hype. <laughs> you, you're very much still living up to that hype, Tim, so well done. Uh, you're welcome. You are bringing that sleaze. Uh, are you bringing any predictions for the next lot of episodes, though, Tim? Uh, I'm just trying to think going... what's what's happened that's still got something to pay off. Um, We're going to get a wedding. Sarah yeah, might come back. I've already said Sarah's going to show up and no one's going to give a shit that she's been away and she'll forget. They'll just brush that aside. I, I think the writers just didn't really know what was going on there. What do you think will happen with little Tommy Tucker's? It's probably going to turn into a casino and be enormously successful at this rate. Well, Phil does say blue, like, yeah, a casino would be good. Uh, there's not many casinos in Australia, though. They're not really a thing. Is um, Mr. Australian Statsman again? Fucking sunset <laughs> at five o'clock everywhere across the there's country. There's no casinos in Australia. Tim, can you no, Google just, that, please? No, there's just uh, not. Many... Right, so you're saying not there are not loads. How? Where, what I'm a intrigued. sweeping where, comment to me. From? <laughs> well, I only ever saw one casino there. Yeah, did right? you go to every fucking square inch of the place? It's enormous. <laughs> what town? Um, what, what city did you go to? Uh, Brisbane. So just Brisbane? Yeah. There's like Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, you know what? Perth. I. I've I found something out, and okay. just to build just just to build up hype, I'll I'll leave it till the end. I won't. I'll tell you now. <laughs> it was, I, I'm a little bit uh, <clears throat> now. Casinos of Australia, I feel like is a thing. So I don't know whether this search might have got a bit confused and just been really specific about a particular company that only has this many. So. So far, I'm not trusting Google in saying there's only 20. But that's what it's saying. No, I think Google's vindicated me there. I think... Uh, I'm going to keep looking. 
I think I like an apology it. from you both there. Uh, <laughs> that, that apology can come any time now. No, there are a total of 13 casinos to disprove me. Bullshit. So I've seen. So I've not fully gone into these things, but it says number one trusted Australian casino enjoy over two hundred and sixty. So I don't know. If there that you means. go. Nonsense. Moving on. <laughs> two hundred and sixty is not a lot, though. The size of Australia—that's not really loads. No, but that's I, most just of it's not populated. For this website. I stand by my statement. It's light six till six, and there's not many casinos. So you're wrong about the first one. We already proved that already. I'll fucking, I'll find the weather now, and I'll, I bet it'll be somewhere light. Uh, anyway, we're talking about predictions. Not... I think we did them all because I, I think that <laughs> we're not anymore. I, I don't know if there was there was there were any other storylines that are like kind of really open that we haven't already talked about. Uh, not really. I don't know if this toady. Oh, actually, there is one more point I want to make. So, Toadie and Lee, Libby have a, a cocktail off at, at Lou's place one night because there's a load of drunk women there and they're like, they're getting them drunk on cocktails. I'm like, which one do you prefer? And one girl's like, I, I, I like this one. And the other girl's like, no, I like this one. Uh, so, they have a little cocktail off and they, they do like a little vote on who's the best and Toadie's is the best. Uh, so. Yeah. Sorry, just I'm just intentionally distracting you because you went back to that comment. And I'm proving you wrong again. Six till <laughs> six, sunrise in Melbourne tomorrow, seven thirty. Till seven thirty. Sunrise will be seven oh eight. Sorry, sunset will be seven oh eight. I can't read five oh eight. It's not even twelve hours. Yeah. Ten hours. Oh. There or thereabouts, anyway. I'm going to show uh, up talking so yeah. about the weather now because it's, it's boring. Winter Carry on. over there now, so their day, so their sunshine is going to be less. It's getting near winter, isn't it? So I imagine in their um, summer they get more sunshine. Yeah, about six to six, I think. Fucking hell. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if this toady thing is going to go anywhere with his cocktail making because they're really pushing hard that he's really great at making this flame of the toad cocktail. Also, in that scene as well, I don't know if you spotted this, Adam, there was a really drunk guy at the bar who kept falling over. It was really good. So Libyan, it's right at the end where Libyan told you getting the, uh, like, the scores off these women about who's the best cocktail. And there's a guy in the background who's doing that thing where he's leaning on the bar and then falls off. And he does it about three times. It's really... I feel like Tim's going to do that now. <laughs> no, he's just falling asleep. <laughs> Been a long day been a long day uh, what like six till six kind of like long day. <laughs> <laughs> so the next lot of episodes we are going to watch is you know we're following straight on so we're going to go 3104 to 3108 which is how many episodes uh it's one two three four five episodes uh and uh, we're watching these on uh, Daily Motion at UK Neighbours Fans Forever. Uh, Adam, don't look at the episode description after 3108 because it's a spoiler. Uh, I've unfortunately just seen it. Uh, but yeah, don't look at the episode description. How am I going to click on it without seeing what well, it no, says? Because, no, because 31089 is not in the ones we're going to watch now. But uh, oh, if, you, if you click on 3108, Four, it will just automatically play the next ones in the list for you. But yeah, the whoever's uploaded them has put a massive spoiler for 3019, and it's massive. You need to leave a comment on it, Tom, to not do that. Uh, so very exciting times ahead for the podcast. Uh, hopefully next time we'll have a guest on the show as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, hopefully we can work out the time differences. Uh, hopefully you like doing the podcast. He might not want to do it in the dark as well. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, hopefully we'll, you know, as soon as we know, hopefully we can give all the listeners the news and then uh, get it confirmed. So that should be a super special episode. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can get an Atkin family reunion on the go. That'd be really, that'd be we really We can fun. but try. We can but try. And that's all we will do is try. Uh, so Adam, Tim, thank you for trying. Uh, I know these are trying times, especially with me being the host. Uh, <laughs> Great effort. You've been, you've been good friends and we've watched some good neighbours. So thank you very much. Nice. You did it. I did it again.
again. I'm getting good at this shit. I'm going to be winning. Next, this time next year, I'm going to be winning podcast awards. You should write a book on this. <laughs> I should write a book on my podcast empire. <laughs> How I got a subscriber on Patreon. <laughs> the JK story. How to get a subscriber on Patreon. <laughs> hey, if you drop it to a quid, I'm telling you, someone will, someone will do it. All right, I might drop it to a quid. There you go. That's an, that's an exclusive for the listeners as well. I am dropping the price of the Patreon to a quid, if it'll let me. Uh, you still have to pay VAT, though. Sorry about that. I can't really. It's a tax thing. Ask Lou. It's a tax thing. <laughs> <laughs> 